All right, in five, four. Hold on, this thing's still making this. <laughs> <laughs> Never got this whoopee cushion over here. Oh, I'm leaving that in there. I'm leaving that in there. I am leaving that in there. I can't help it. Okay, if. I'm Dr. Sharon Dukes. And I'm Melvin Dukes. We're HBC graduates. Proud educators. And most importantly, husband, husband and wife. wife. And you're listening to After, After School, School Talk, Talk Podcast. Podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of After School Talk. I am Mr. Dukes, and uh, and what you are, Doctor Dukes. Okay, there you go. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have another special guest with us this week. Absolutely. Um, this person that we met uh, working together in the school system. He yep. came out the blue to save the day, and then he dipped like a thief in the night. So, <laughs> I know, right? He stayed for what, about two years. You gotta like, get your money and leave sometimes. Pretty much. You secure the bag. And you <laughs> so, we have Kaylin Gladney with us. What's Yay! Up? I need them things like on Drink Champs. <laughs> you do not yes, need an air horn. I want the air horn. Like on you drink do not champs. need an air but horn. But now we'll just say, Everybody make some noise in here. <laughs> no, I love Drake Tales. I love uh, it. Um, okay, so Gladney. Yes, ma'am. Because that's what I'll call you. So that's what I'm going to call you. I can't call you Kaylin. That doesn't feel right. Um, we, okay, let's talk about first of all how you ended up in the school system. What, um, like, how did, yeah, how did you just end up working in the school system? Start there. I needed a job, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> to be completely honest, um, I needed a job. And I never thought about working with kids. Um, throughout life, I always had certain people tell me, like, you should work with kids. You should you should be a counselor. You should do it. And I'd be like, man, no, man, nobody trying to work with no kids, man. They thought you should be a counselor? Yeah. Look, man, tell me about it. So um, and I was like, man, ain't nobody working with no kids. And I moved to Augusta, and I needed a job. And um, the, opportun- the opportunity presented itself. And I said, oh, I guess I could take a stab at it. Mm-hmm. What was your expectation though? When with what you do with the pro? Because the program you were working with, we're not gonna call the program's name. Okay, but but at least talk about what you were supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, I could. Or what they want when you, you say what's supposed to do, you make it sound like I ain't do my job. No, 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 no. no. Like no, no, no. Because you like, explained what it was. They okay, they yeah, said yeah, you yeah, were supposed like, to be doing. Yeah, what was in the job? description? <laughs> what was in the job description? And then talk about what you actually. What was your expectation? Okay. Yeah, um. Yeah. So, <laughs> So I worked for a nonprofit that basically on my resume, what it says on my resume now, they job title probably not the same as what it says on my resume. Okay. But on my resume, I put that I was a community community liaison specialist. I linked. Oh, that sounds the, good. I linked. <laughs> he, he right there with me, intervention specialist. <laughs> so um, basically, what I did was um, I linked the community. And the program together. I told the program what these kids needs, what were some of what what they needed, what were some of their problems. When I was first um, offered the job, they said, "Hey, you just going, you know, help kids, you know, read and they have really bad test scores. You help them get their test scores up and stuff like that." And I said, "Okay, sure." But once I got into the actual job, and I saw um, all of the work that needed to be done. Mm. Just in order for these kids to read, hey, cat, dog, 
You know what I'm saying? It, right. it, it was a lot of work that needed to, it was a lot of pavement that needed to be set just before they could get to the point of, hey, cat, dog. And, so, and just to be clear, this was what age group? This, uh, when I first started, I was middle school. Okay. So that was, what's, you what's that? You were. 12, 12 to what, 14? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot okay. to start 11, 11 to 13, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was. 6, 7, 8th grade. Mm-hmm, 6, 7, 8th okay. grade. I started off in middle grades. And then my um, second year, my second and my third year doing it, I was in high school. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, it was interesting. Um, right before we started, you remember I was telling you about a student making fun of me about the way I, I ate my cupcake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's obviously at a university now. Mm-hmm. But that student was a student at the middle school he worked at. Oh, for real? And it was crazy. I, I didn't even put two and two I forgot you were there. Mm-hmm. He said, um, you know, he's like, Dr. Deuce, you're from Augusta, right? I said, yes. So he says, well, I went to such such middle school. So I did my face. Of course, mm-hmm. like, woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, yeah. Like, because mm-hmm. so, it's, it's a surprise he even is at a university. I mean, could, uh, just, could you say the middle school since it's not even existing anymore? Or is that wrong for you to say it? We're not going to say it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to say it. You don't want the ghost of the school to be like, um, discrimination? Nope. I don't know. I don't even know what nah, y'all are talking I feel what you're saying. Uh, I feel you, Yeah, he, he just... Our was... legal advisor over there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, he, you know, just he was speaking on the same things we heard mm-hmm. from you and several other people about the environment of the school. Mm-hmm. And so I even asked him, so do you know of anybody... Now that you keep in touch, he's nope. Mm-hmm. Like nobody don't really know what anyone is doing. He ended up once he left from eighth grade getting into the magnet school. Mm-hmm. So that's when everything flipped for him. Yeah. So it was just yeah, interesting. I, I was like, that same. Yeah. yeah, you were at yeah. that school uh-huh. where it was I remember going to visit and like no, I'm not. I remember seeing back. you in the hallways a few times. I oh, remember yeah. I remember seeing you maybe like one or two times mm-hmm. and um that was it. That was like yeah. you know, that was it. I didn't want to go no more. Cause it was yeah. ridiculous. Like you, li- you literally walked through the hallway, and all the kids just walking around too. Like y'all, I, y'all not going to class? It honestly reminded that was the thing about it was it kind of honestly reminded me of when I went to middle school. That was mm. the thing. Like it, uh, my expectation when I got there. Are, are we at that part yet? Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So my expectations when I got there, um. I knew I wasn't gonna save the world. I knew, I knew that that like that was. They were like, "Oh, when you do this, they was like, oh, don't have, you know, don't think you're gonna get in there and save the world." And I knew I wasn't gonna save the world. Um, I my expectation was just like I expected some kids was gonna be bad. I expected some some kids gonna be good. I didn't expect that. I guess the biggest thing I didn't expect was for me to have the heart for it that I did once I got into it six seven months. Um. But the way the kids acted, some of the things the kids did, like they were very mind boggling. But I still expected it. I was like, yeah, cause I mean, I was doing some of this stuff when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. You know, I was saying some of this stuff. I was, you know, doing some of the things mm-hmm. that they were doing. So no, I'm not. It, it's it's a shocker because I'm grown now, mm. and I'd be like, you don't need to be doing that. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, you the old man. Yeah, now. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, like it was just like, well, yeah. Was there anything that was shocking? Was there anything that just like, might have taken you from back? either level, middle school or high school? Yeah, that you were like, whoa, wait, now <laughs> that's not necessarily um, what I expected. Or I'm, I'm just surprised. I'm really, really surprised. It, I wouldn't say, I would say shocked in the sense that uh, some, of, some of the kids, some of the, our, our younger brothers and sisters, um, I just very I I would say because if 
we wasn't recording, I would say very like deconstructive, like un, mm-hmm. like very a word that wasn't a very good word to use. <laughs> you know, not a cuss word, but it's just a very like negative word. Right, right, right. I would right. use a very negative word, but they were just a lot of them were very clueless. Mm. Right. Like, like no idea. Like, right. like what? Like you shocked because it's like. How could you do something like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what? What? What would? What possessed you to do that? What would possess you to say that? Or what would possess? Like why? Right. That was. I think that that was like those were shockers. But you know, uh, along with like you know the um, the fights and kids cussing out teachers and stuff like that. I, I guess when you you grow up. Um, like I did in and out of an inner city school. Mm-hmm. That was like that's you know that's everyday stuff. You see that you know, you see that every day. I I mean growing up in you know different high schools and middle schools I went to. I seen people get knocked out at the bus stop before. Like that was yeah. I, I think the only difference to them now it just it heightens everything mm-hmm. because um them phones yeah yeah them phones, phones and them media. phones is, is is what take it to the next. I think that's I think that's the biggest. Like culture shock to a lot of us old, I would say millennials, not because right, yeah, right. we're all millennials. So to the millennial educators, mm-hmm. it, and it's a shock to the older educators too. But um, just that 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 culture shock of that wave of that phone. Mm-hmm. Like you could get beat up at the bus stop and come to school the next day, they may be talking about it, yeah. and then you know, come mm-hmm. Wednesday, it's over with. Yeah. You know, and you may have one or two mm-hmm. still jokes, mm-hmm. but it's over with. With these kids, you get beat up at the bus stop. You got to deal with it till next Friday. Mm-hmm. Then by next Friday, somebody else want to fight yep. you because yeah. they know they they think they can beat you up. Right, now. It's just right. yeah. And then don't forget about social media will remind you a year <laughs> exactly. later. So exactly. Like, oh, you did your joke. Yeah. Land you around yes. this time. Exactly. <laughs> so now you're exactly. reminded of it a yeah. year from now. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so, yeah. But other than that, there weren't a lot of, you know, shockers. Just like, I, I, guess, I guess you could say I was shocked. But mm-hmm. I, was, I was shocked at the cluelessness. Okay. More so. Now, when you you transition from the middle school to the high school, mm-hmm. and um, I think the same roles were expected at the high school of helping the students, mm-hmm. um, more so, almost like a tutor, mm-hmm. right, for mm-hmm. a program we had. Um, which this is what I was gonna say about the program you came in with. If any of you guys have watched Insecure, what is the name of the company that Issa Rae worked for? The the, uh, what's it called? We got y'all. We got y'all. We got y'all. That's, that's exactly that's, that's what it was pro- like. Yes, I was it's, Issa. Yes, he was Issa Ray. Yeah. I want y'all to picture a black I was, guy. I was a black. I was a black was working for picture, a, picture Childish Gambino as Issa's role on Insecure. Yes, and that okay. was me. That was yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that yes. was me. Yeah. And he and pretty much they were like, "This is what you should do, Mister Gladney. Do this with the little brown and black children." And, and I'd be you're like, like, "Nah, that's not nah. Yeah." Just make sure you give me the piece of coupons and uh, make sure y'all had these little snacks over here when I asked for them. Mm-hmm. Other than that, all that other stuff y'all talking about, it ain't really going to work. Right. So when we, that's why when, once you got there, I remember at one point looking at you like, you are just like Issa Rae right now mm-hmm. because you are being told what to do from people who are so far removed from the school and the culture mm-hmm. that it, I mean, really and truthfully, they're... It, I don't even know if they really had a plan or a tactic. It was just we're gonna go inside the schools and help. I think, um, I think they had a plan. Uh, how can I say this? I think they had a plan, but um, what what one thing they suffered from was their lack of diversity. Um, the lack of diversity in the operation. The operation was so right. small. 
The operation was a very small operation. And, you know, God bless them. They could only do what they could do. Right. But the lack of diversity and the lack of consultation mm-hmm. when actually creating um, that area, mm-hmm. the, creating something in this region. They're, they're, they're like, that, that's why I said I was a community liaison specialist. I went and told them. Look, this is, you know, along with the other young lady that I worked mm-hmm. with. Look, this is what the kids, this, this kid needs glasses. He cannot see. Mm-hmm. You know, this kid is getting bullied at home. Or this kid does, you know what I'm saying? This kid has actual, um, uh, uh, what, like, uh, mental, like, anger problems. Yeah, mental health he, issues, yeah, mental health issues. He needs, he needs this before he can study. Mm-hmm. He can't study without... Having this type of structure, right? And I think that was, um, I think that was the biggest thing for that program. And in my opinion, that might be why they just tried to um, kind of center it around um, elementary school now, mm. because it's a lot easier to tap into an elementary yeah, school's school. kids' yeah, needs yeah, 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 versus yeah, yeah. a middle schooler or a high, or a high schooler. schooler. You know what I'm saying? Because with a high schooler, you got to deal with sex and mm-hmm. drugs. And then mm-hmm. you got to deal Oh, and she got a crazy mama. And a crazy mama got a crazy boyfriend. Mm-hmm. You know, versus mm-hmm. in middle school, it's all cute. Like, you could get to the nitty-gritty of that. They mm-hmm. do have to deal with that, but it's not on that much of a level. It's not that bigger of a level. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, but, by the time you get to the, like I said, you get to high school mm-hmm. and you're looking at we dealing with other issues right mm-hmm. do you remember because i cannot hence why even when i was discussing having you on mm-hmm. how did we link up uh i have no idea i just i want to say the pr- i want to say the principal said um the principal told me she's like yeah you're gonna work with um sharon dukes da, 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 da. and then i met you i said oh you came to um because i was actually helping with the other program the the A program. Okay, yeah. I was actually helping with that program, mm-hmm. and I guess I was supposed to meet with you. You were supposed to link me to the kids that I was supposed to be like pulling this side and mentoring. Mentoring, okay. So and it was then a mentor. Okay. Um, that's when the other gentleman came, mm-hmm. and um, that's when kind of me, you, and him kind of congregated a little bit okay. because we all three like had to work with the mentoring groups and the kids and okay. stuff like that, and then. Um, after that, he left, and then I just started hanging around you. <laughs> Mainly because you had a couch in your office, and I just like to take naps. So Bruh. that's mostly Bruh. where. Just being honest. Just being honest. Just being honest. It's a couch. She had the cool, secluded yep. office. Yep. I did. I could go in there and hide, you know what I'm saying? And look, then she had an office in the office. It was five different little rooms yes. in the office. Yes. Yeah, where Mr. Gladney? I don't know. I, I don't know where, where he is. He here today. His car outside. Yes, yeah, but... his, his car outside. <laughs> but what's crazy is I, I know um, once we got together and we were talking about doing mentoring things, uh, the mentoring program that I had at the previous school looked a lot different than the setup at this school. Mm-hmm. So I already knew this not that that type of mentoring is not going to work here because... Um, that's what to say it is that the the first school had a lot more structure structure, structure. Mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. were just too many, I think I feel like there were just too many needs um at the second school that mm-hmm. was that was one of the, the bigger things so but also that there were you know the first school it was clear 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 consequences on things hey, yeah yeah I was hold on I, my mind just went like on this little train of thought thing okay first thing was like y'all did the little mentoring program at the first school mm-hmm. I meet. Uh, I met somebody 
I don't know if he was in the mentor program, but I met somebody that knew y'all. Like y'all impact is like what y'all did at that school is like proceeds y'all. Like really? Like yes, yes. <laughs> that is great. Yes, to know. yes. <laughs> no, like, for, like, you did for something real. right for real. I meet people. I meet people that know y'all. I met somebody that knew y'all. Was it like three weeks ago? Knew your dad. It was like, yeah, I play, I play basketball. Oh, yeah, I play basketball. Yeah. I was like, oh, so you know Sharon? What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know Sharon, man. Sharon, like my baby sister, man. I was like, oh, dang, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, and then um, I was, uh, I was talking to this one guy, and we was talking about music, and we end up talking about um. The boy Mark B. Mm-hmm. We ended up talking yeah. about Mark B. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yeah, Mark B used to he was like, Mark B uh went to school. You know, he went to school, so and so and so and so. And I was like, that, okay, so you went to school at the same time, Mark B. He was like, Yeah, I was like, So you know, you know, uh, you know, uh Dukes, right? He was like, Yeah, he was like, yeah, that used to be like my mom. I was like, So you know her husband, Melvin. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, it's a small world. It's a small world, man. It is. It is, it is, it is. It really is, because it I know for us. And which kind of brings us into the whole topic here. Mm. So we were telling, um, right, but the episode right before this, which um, people are hopefully have already heard, um, we met with our pastor mm-hmm. and we had a, a deep discussion with him about hip hop. Mm-hmm. So before we even got into the discussion, we told him how we started the mentoring program in 2012 mm-hmm. after the death of Trayvon Martin, mm-hmm. because I. Working in the school system, had I had only been in there a few months, and he had been in there for a year, and seeing so many black boys go through trials or tribulations that you can't you you can't stop. Like once it happens, and the police are here, I can't help you no more, mm-hmm. and just feeling uh, helpless, and I feel like I should have done more, and all that is how it started. But he did a sermon with his hood on, like he literally put on a hoodie and he preached with a hoodie on. Everything about black boys and Trayvon Martin that pushed me to be more progressive or uh, more aggressive in trying to start a men's program. Correct. So that's why I started. And then from there, it's crazy because I, 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 even in my dissertation, I, I cite that organization, mm-hmm. like that men's program pushed me all the way to my doctor. Like that's what my research is on with a rite of passage. It's the same thing. Right. Really trying to help boys feel more connected with the school and the mentors there than yeah. anything else. Right. So it's, it's, interesting because um talking to him we really got into the topics of hip-hop and how that plays a vital role in students lives right so when you and i linked up it was i don't even know how you and i got to talk about music that i felt like he gets it um well i'm i'm a self-proclaimed hip-hop historian um, that put that on your resume put that on your resume i'm a hip-hop historian i'm a self-proclaimed hip-hop historian so there 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 could have been a multitude of conversations Mm -hmm. we could have had that um it might have been because i remember when i first met you it was around your birthday time you said you had the outcast themed birthday so I don't yeah. know if it I don't know if it was around. I did have an outcast theme. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> know if it was around that time or um, some other conversation we had. But there, I mean, there's no telling how many conversations that we could have had that could have just went off on that tangent that right. took us there. That it really triggered it mm-hmm. because I felt like um, okay. So when we were talking about hip hop with the church, right? There was a moment where. I think our generation felt ashamed to listen to hip hop music, especially mm-hmm. if he was a church church kid, quote unquote. Correct. So you you don't listen to that kind of music. Like we were even saying, um, Kurt Franklin at one point was even mm-mm. 
I, I, I mean, I remember being like present for that, but mm-hmm. I, I never took part. I never partook in that. That's because you a heathen. <laughs> I, I never that. partook in that philosophy. Yeah, because you listened to all kind of stuff. <laughs> he had the unedited version. You yeah, know the version that we now know I what they're saying. Yeah, I got my CDs from Walmart. Thank you, Walmart. Parental advisory. You got from. I had some. I had some from Walmart. But I used to I used to sneak I used to sneak the FYE joint sometimes okay, too. Okay. I did. And all, you, all and mine you, was from Walmart. And you could buy the bootlegs too. I used to I used to buy the bootlegs. Uh-huh. Uh, the bootlegs was a lot cheaper. That's true. That was a lot no, cheaper. That is true. You that can is scrounge true. up five dollars from your mama real quick. You take it while to get the sixteen. Oh my god. So yeah. But when you when we when we looked at the fact of um even though it may not have been what your parents wanted you to listen to, we were gonna listen to it anyway. Correct. Okay, story time. I'm gonna tell y'all this and I know y'all listen. <laughs> First of all, Gladney, you never had to deal with this, but I already know my husband had to deal with this. Mm-hmm. So when I was a little girl, the okay, we had M T V and B E T. VH one didn't really show too many music videos. It was the behind the scenes music and one of one one of the best uh music documentary TV channels ever. Period. Period. Point. Period. Music and pop culture. This yeah. is why the quote from Lil, from Lil Wayne is my cup. It was from VH1 behind mm-hmm, the music. Mm-hmm, He's like, don't ask mm-hmm. me what's in my cup. That's before we even knew what lean was. Mm-hmm. But you ain't asking what was in his Correct. cup because it's my cup. Correct. But um, I remember um, being in the guest bedroom at my parents' house and I was on the phone and I was talking to a friend and I was just on the phone talking, but BET was on the screen. But I, honest to goodness, was not looking at the screen. Mm-hmm. Well, my mama comes in and goes ape crazy. What What was on there? MC Hammer, Pumps in the Bump. Oh, yeah, there was a lot going on that Pumps video. Pumps in the Bump. Pumps in the Bump. Yeah, we got the girls with the pumps in the bump. And I am like, I didn't know. I didn't know that was. <laughs> she right then and there. No more music videos. Ever. I got I got like, I got that I got that one time. I got that um I got that fair. back in I got that back in ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety-eight. Um I called my cousin a crackhead <laughs> and uh my parents found out and they was like, Where you get that from? I was like, I don't know, maybe like BET <laughs> I don't know. And it was like, All right, that's it, no more BET, no more MTV for the rest of your life. For your life, yeah, for the rest yes. of your life, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still on punishment from BET MTV. <laughs> they never let me off. I'm still on punishment. Oh, nope. And I used to do the little trick where you uh, turn to like, oh yeah, have it on last, yes, yeah, last. Oh, for last sure, minute. yes, because that's the only way I was gonna be able to watch it. Yeah, but the crazy part is, so we fast forward. I think that's why when I got to a high school and then finding somebody who who also had a passion for hip hop music, mm-hmm. I I knew, okay, we could use this in the mentoring program to kind of build these conversations. Mm-hmm. And I I realized that you were able to do something that at the time I it took me a minute to get to was um connect with the current music they were listening to. Oh correct. And then bring in that history part of what they did not know. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he I remember who was it? Uzi Vert. I remember mm-hmm. you going to a little Uzi Vert concert, and I was looking at him like, "How could you? Yeah. Little who? Yeah. <laughs> like, had, had, to, had to see Uzi, right? So the students Uzi. finding out that you went to that concert or that you knew the songs uh-huh. made them, I think, respect you more because it was, oh, he appreciates the same music we listen. Yeah, to. for sure. So when we were doing so, that takes us here. So we're doing all these mentoring programs, right? I'm gonna say what my favorite thing was to do that. Um, was helpful is when we had the I think we did Outcast for about two months. We did I, we did a couple. I was um just telling my girlfriend I was like you know we did uh the first lesson we did with Outcast. It was Return of the Gangster, wasn't it? Nah, 
Oh, it was Return that. of the Gangster. I want to say the first lesson was Return of the Gangster. We wrote down the lyrics to Return of the Gangster. And then the um the second one was Toilet Tissue. Oh, we did Toilet and Tissue. Brenda's, Brenda's got, got a baby. A baby. Okay, yeah. wait, stop. Hold up. Yeah. Cause we gotta help dudes with this one. Let me see. Yeah, cause my sad butt over here, like I was just teaching math. Yeah, no yeah, you was, there. you was up there. All I was up there teaching math. All I could do was play the music, I, and, and then I could play the instrumental version. So I ain't have no no lessons to go with the with yeah. the music. So we were. Um, we did a lyrical analysis. Yes, we were doing lyrical analysis with students. And, and they'll tell you the beauty of it. No, I'm sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. The beauty of it was this. Since you came, this one particular student in the mentoring program, this was his senior year. Mm-hmm. He had been in that mentoring program for three years. Mm-hmm. I may have heard that boy give three sentences in three years. He mm-hmm. never talked. Mm-hmm. We put on toilet tissue and Brenda's got a baby and mm-hmm. he becomes a philosopher, yeah. mm-hmm. like PhD level in mm-hmm. the way he was breaking down the lyrics. Because what we were talking about was it was the same context of teenage pregnancy mm-hmm. and the trials and tribulations of dealing with a baby and you hearing it from um, a male's perspective in the music, but um, almost in a sympathetic or empathetic way. That yeah. they weren't looking at her like, oh, you a hoe, you got a baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, like she got pregnant. Like that ain't what we wanted from her. So... Those moments for me, I realized that the kids, oh goodness, it goes back into like the literature classes when you're going to keep pushing Huckleberry Finn down my throat and mm-hmm. that's I, not. I can't relate to it right. at all. But mm-hmm. this this music and this lyrics, it's no different. It still has a quality to it that if the students were able to dig into it, they could articulate themselves and really show you that they're able to do conceptual work. Yeah. I think, I mean, a lot of students are, um, you know, in spite of what they listen to. A lot of the students are a lot brighter than um, than what they come off to be, mm-hmm. or you know, sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes what they what they listen to, or you know, you may listen to a um, you know, that's that's just not my lane or anything. Like he got a few songs I like, but like an NBA Young Boy mm-hmm. or a Ride Wave. A lot of them, a lot of these kids can relate to some of those feelings of um, hopelessness mm-hmm. or not having anybody there. Right. Or feeling like you, you know, you facing certain things alone. A lot of those kids can relate to those feelings of hopelessness and stuff like that. That a lot of those rappers, you know, rap about mm-hmm. growing up in their areas. And you gotta think, we, 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 we service the impoverished area. So mm-hmm. I, I can see how, you know, a lot of those kids would feel, would, would be able to relate to that. They you know what I'm saying? It, so right. it, you, you know, once, once you, once you brought it down to their level, even on the Scale of older rappers, the Outkast, the Tupacs. Mm-hmm. Um, we even did we did Jay a few times. Um, when we talked about our favorite songs, we did Nas. Yes. Um, he loves Nas. And they, <laughs> Just uh, in case any listener wants to know <laughs> who his record, we did not ask him who his favorite rapper is, but Nas. And and I love I love Jay too. I love I, I love them both, but Nas Nas is my man now. Right. But um, the, a lot of those kids, they once you break it down to that level, they they. They understand it. Mm-hmm. You just have to give it to them in a way. You have to. You can't tell them it's the candy, and you're really trying to give it to them as the medicine. Right. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like saying, "Oh, this is what you need to listen to. This is what you need to listen to." Like, nah. Sometimes, you know, I would. You know, even like my my younger brothers and stuff. I don't force stuff down their throat. Mm-hmm. I just be like. Man, let me tell you, man. Look, Fabulous used to wear the hat. You see how Fabulous dress now? Fabulous don't dress like that. No. <laughs> yeah. Fabulous used to wear the hat with the bandana over with the 5XT. Uh-huh. He used to have kids Harlem shaking, and they be like, what? Let me see. And then you show the YouTube, and they bust out laughing. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. like, 
huh? Like, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. used to dress like this? Mm-hmm. Like, people used to just, like, they really, like, you got to give you gotta give it to them as candy instead mm-hmm. of medicine. Let them see what the culture used to be, mm-hmm. but you can't give it to them as a, see, this is what you need to know. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't give it to them like that. They're not, they not going to accept it like that. Stucky talked about that on our episode about not talking at the student, but talking with the mm-hmm. student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You and got we'll, to. Yeah, we'll tend to like want to force it down your throat because mm-hmm. you're supposed to know who this, even though I ain't going to lie. The first time I ever talked about Outcast to a group of kids, mm-hmm. and they referred to um, Andre as the guy that's saying, "Hey y'all," mm-hmm. and Big Boy. That's how a lot of from ATL. That's how a lot offended. of them. That's like, how a lot of them. That's know. how they knew. That's how they knew. I mean, but that's how you got to think. Like some of, some of the millennials in our generation, they only think they when they think of Ice T, they think of Law and Order. Law yeah, and Order, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't remember Cop Killer. Like they don't. They don't remember that. That's mm-hmm. you know that's completely over their head. So, but I think it's important though that you were. Um, bringing that his history mm-hmm. into it though, because it, I think that gave the students a deeper respect for yeah. rap music. Yeah. Um, which is it, it, that piece is missing. Mm-hmm. That, that I I I don't mind listening to anything that that is not anything. Hold up, mm-hmm. woo! I, I, the devil is a lie. <laughs> Some stuff I'm just I I just can't get with it. Understand. But um, th- there's definitely artists out there now, new artists that have come out that are great, right? But sometimes you have to expose students to what's in the past, and then they start connecting dots and getting a a bigger idea of what rap really is and mm-hmm. what it is in their life. So it's just like Goodman brought up the point that we at one point had drug dealer music, mm-hmm. and now we got drug user music. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't even think about that, and hence why a lot of the times it made sense for for me when we had students who are, they are popping pills, they mm-hmm. on lean. They they smoke weed twenty four seven. It mm-hmm. was like, well, that's they are influenced by the things around them, and a mm-hmm. part of it is the music. Yep. I think um, that is a very that's a very valid argument. I think the only difference now is that when um, when we were coming up, the, there was um, there was no big big uh, there was no big uh, big like surge like on pharmaceutical. Mm-hmm. Drug usage, like pharmaceutical, like pharmaceutical mm-hmm. companies actually owe rappers a check. Just like you, you owe activists, Percocet, Vicodin, <laughs> Zan, yes, all the Purdue Pharma, all them mm-hmm. y'all owe rappers a check. Mm-hmm. Y'all owe rappers a check because I can guarantee. I of course they can't record those sales mm-hmm. because they're street sales, but I can guarantee you that those have helped incorporate those things um rappers have always used drugs they always smoke they always you know what i'm saying it's always that kind of stuff but i think what makes it what makes a lot of um the community i would say the black community more aware is because they are um pharmaceutical drugs they you think are, it makes it more um how can i word this weed is bad mm-hmm. weed is illegal mm-hmm in some elite. states, Percocet is not illegal. No, I mean, Percocet is not illegal. But the you know what I'm saying? Like it's like a feeling of I mean, <laughs> no, I, I mean I I'm not supposed to, but you know it's something not, like that. No, they may feel like they got wiggle room with it. I think the thing, um, I don't even think it's that. I, I think, like I said, I think a lot of people just do it because. Of course, like we, uh, not everybody, but everybody knows you get a broken bone, you go to the doctor, they give you some kind of painkiller. Mm-hmm. You get that painkiller. Every person know, like, boy, that day I had that painkiller, boy, I was feeling good. Mm-hmm. Like, some people, you know, 
like to chase that feeling when they don't have the pain. Or some people, you know, mm-hmm. some 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 artists that use those drugs use those drugs to mask whatever you know whatever right, mental pain right. that they're feeling, whatever whether it be PTSD or whatever. So, um, but I think, like I said, I think the awareness of it now in hip hop is because it's affecting black people. It's just like the switch when crack started affecting white people. Mm. When crack started, if like you you listen to um. Uh, uh, what's the outcast joint I, I posted the other day? Y'all scared oh. when 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 Andre said um, he said uh, he said something about how your mom you when your when your daughter on it now it's a, it's a, it's it's a big deal now mm-hmm. that your kids is on it mm-hmm. or you know Gil Scott Heron said it on, on his song what was it called Did you hear Billy's dead or something like that where it's mm-hmm. like it, it it don't affect you until it affects you mm-hmm. but when you see the people down the street you know. See so the kids sipping lean and 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 the kids popping pills or they trying whatever placebos, whatever they stole mm-hmm. from their grandmama or whatever. Now it it, it creates a, a social awareness in hip hop and, and within the communities. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, it's drug dealer, it's drug, it's drug user rappers, drug user rap, but rappers been using drugs. It's just the type of drugs that they use yeah, now. Right. But you know how it that was, awareness. You know how there was this this idea that hmm. It's trap music. It's mm-hmm. hustle music. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a trap music. Shoot, we talk about that, but how we listen to that going to work. It's mm-hmm. motivation. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta get Correct. out here and grind. Mm-hmm. But then it turned into like there was there's no it's very little talk about grinding. Mm-hmm. It's more Correct. so about medicating myself. Right. And 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 my thing is, uh number one, I, I feel like it's a big glorifying thing of, you know, using the drugs, the alcohol, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But then the other side is it's also teaching youth of today a coping mechanism correct like they all they all know what the younger rappers now are going through what they Mm -hmm. depressed by you know got this going on in their life blah blah and then they talk about in their music Mm -hmm. i'm gonna pop these pills to get over i'm Mm -hmm. gonna do the lean to get over and you know it when when the kid is is hearing that constantly it's like well dang i'm going through the same thing at home i don't really want to talk about it i don't want to do nothing about it so i'm gonna pop some pills too Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get on the lean too so that's the part that that kind of gets to me that you know that's the part that it, it just gotta I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. I, but but that's why I, that I I feel like that is why using hip hop in the classroom could be and not even the classroom and like how we did the mentoring program hence why we say there need to be more time outside of the classrooms like sometimes hey not numbers and and words for sure for testing like let's get and talk in this area for sure because if we if you were to bring up juice world and his death and his mm-hmm. music to a group of kids that could be how they connect with mm-hmm. it and go you're right mm-hmm. like yeah that or, is. or even connect with you the teacher the educator mm-hmm. um because like you were you were saying earlier about um you know gladden bringing up the fact that he went to um Lil Uzi Vert's concert, and I was like, "Oh, damn, Mr. Gladden go to the same concert I want to go to." Mm-hmm. So now, you know, if you have these kind of conversations as an educator, students might try to relate to you a little bit. They more will. Anyway. I mean, they they they, they definitely will. Like I remember, um, I remember uh, just doing different things. Like I remember even students putting me on different artists. Students mm-hmm. telling me listen to Key Glock, telling mm-hmm. me listen to Money Bag, yo. Like, nah, listen to this song, Mr. Gladden. Listen to this song. It's like, All okay, right. I get, I can get with this. Like, I liked it, mm-hmm. and it and it does create. A um almost like a whether it's a father son or uh father daughter type, mm-hmm. it create it creates a type of bond mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because it's like you said it 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 shows that y'all relate y'all have something in common mm-hmm. whether it be y'all go through a different struggle or whatever like I remember having a um 
I remember having a student, this was before Nipsey passed, actually, a student tell me, like, he listened to Nipsey. And I was like, that was that was one of the things that kind of made me look at him. So I was like, you listen to Nip? Like, what you right. what you know about Nip? Like, <laughs> what, like, what you really know about Nip to listen to Nip? And he was like, no, nah, for real. Like, my daddy put me on his album, da 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 mm-hmm. Like, I mess with this, da 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 And I was like, that's, like, that's what's up. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, I remember telling him, I was like, that's a smart man right there. Like, keep listening to him. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a smart man to listen to. But it, it, it creates a... That made me look at the student different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. That made me look at the student different. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? When a like, student tells you an yeah. artist that you don't expect for them to be on, it's yeah. kind of like, wait, what's your name? Exactly. Oh, oh, so you, actually, you actually do have something up there. Like, yes, you actually... Yes, yeah, yeah. All the same stuff. But then, you know what? I think that's why, I, and I'm, I know I'm late to the game mm-hmm. on Twitter when they do, like, these hip-hop ed conversations. Mm-hmm. But... And maybe because I'm late to the game, I don't know. But I never really see them actually talking about pieces of hip hop. Correct. It's just like the culture, I uh-huh. guess, and how to incorporate that, or um, especially with the um, Dr. Chris Emden. He has a book. I mean, he's like the hip hop ed guru, mm-hmm. right? And he talks about how powerful, you know, holding the mic is. How you know yeah. that 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 magic is the same magic that a teacher can bring to the classroom, right? Correct. So, which I like one hundred percent. Like he is super dope. But then I go into just a practical way. Like if you were trying to figure out how to incorporate this, there being a more practical way to say, all right, like just this past weekend, I talked to my students about cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. The way we're going to talk about cultural appropriation is we did Outcast Hollywood Divorce, mm-hmm. and I mean. There was so many elements. I think to we it. did that too. We probably we did, we did, did that too. I want to say we did that too. Uh-huh. I want to say we did that too. And, and it was crazy because they, the first time. Okay, this is one thing. That, this this is to me when a magical moment happens. When I told them, I said, "Well, we're gonna skip Andre verse. I'm just gonna do Lil Wayne's versus Snoop versus the first and the last one. We're gonna go through it. Da da da. So we had a little bit more time left, and I said, "Well, I'm gonna just kind of read y'all what Andre verse was." So I read it. And them kids are like, oh no, nah, no, nah, you gotta play it now. You gotta play that. Hold on. So then we go back and play it. Now they they're not even looking like before. They were looking at the lyrics and going along with it. They don't even have it. They just gotta really intensely sit there and listen. Mm-hmm. So now they're going, okay, well, in the part he said this, this is what that meant. The part he said this, this is how I felt. Or they'll ask questions. Something so simple. Lil Wayne says, um, I remember when the the storm came and took my Louisiana home, mm-hmm. and all they gave me was a um darn country song. Mm-hmm. So the kids were like, what? what mm-hmm. was that you forget they are very far removed from her yeah they're very yeah, 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 far yeah, yeah. right so we had katrina. we went all the way back to hurricane katrina mm-hmm. fema mm-hmm. kanye west talking about george bush we mm-hmm. had that whole lesson and that's right a there. that's a whole different that's a whole different kanye west they saying right oh, there absolutely. Yeah. that's a whole different yeah, kanye right, west. right right but that, that also brings me to the um to the thing where you know we did do one on um probably one of the ones one of my favorite ones um, just because I have a fascination with uh, West Coast hip hop, is uh, when we did the LA riots. Woo. And that was like, that was Stop, probably. Pause. Did you hear what he said? Yeah. We did the LA riots, bro. <laughs> we did it. First of all, that was we did it as okay, We did it as a black I, I wasn't there. We did it as a black history project. That was the black yeah. history kickoff yeah. for the month. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that was the black history man. month. But kickoff. no, you were there because we on the week. First of all, we got probably about 50 kids mm-hmm. on a weekend. On a Saturday. On a come Saturday. Up to they come up to school bring and watch a documentary. And watch a documentary on the LA riots. Had some little snacks up there. Yes. Hot chocolate and everything. Mm-hmm. And then turned around and decorated the school after mm-hmm. that. Like, we was there all day. But you you may have almost forgot. Because I know I had put it in my notes and forgot. That, yes. Continue. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and tell them. Because I had to break that. Because that was, that was deep. That was, um, 
that was that like I said, that was one of my favorite uh like lessons or lessons plan lesson plans that we had because of the whole fact of it went it, it tied in it tied into so many things. Criminal mm-hmm. justice. Mm-hmm. It talked uh about NWA, it talked about death row, it talked about the Rodney King thing. It it, it tied it tied every single thing up even up into the, the culmination of up into was it 92 93 mm-hmm. everything in hip hop everything mm-hmm. it tied all of that and it presented it to them because them kids had no idea about 90, like they they watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and they may hear the name Rodney King and mm-hmm. they hear the crowd you know the mm-hmm. laugh track but they don't understand like what who is Rodney King right. what is what is Rodney King what happened to Rodney King mm-hmm. and i remember like you know i was born in 90 so mm-hmm. you know i didn't know about it like at, until it, you know, it seeped into the media as I grew up, mm-hmm. and then that's when I was like, "Oh, okay, Rodney King was this." But then to like the document, the VH1 documentary that we did watch showed how um, during the um, during the riots, uh, Dre and Snoop and them was recording mm-hmm. the actual chronic. Uh, Pac was recording. Was he recording Juice? It was either Juice or Above the Rim. He was doing mm-hmm. one of them movies. So it, it just it gave all, them kids all of that culture. Mm-hmm. It gave mm-hmm. them kids all of that culture and just that one pack thing. And then they got to see the whole criminal justice thing and how how they, the cops who did what they did to Rodney King got off. And I remember one then kids was asking about the guy who um drug the guy at the truck, hit him in the head yeah, with the brick. Yeah. And the kids was like, man, that's like, they were saying something basically to the effect of, I don't know why he went up there in the podcast. Because they had, was it like Sally, Jesse, Raphael, whatever mm-hmm. that show was. They had him up there apologizing or something mm-hmm. to the guy. And the kids was like, I don't know why he was apologizing. He ain't do nothing wrong. Just to see, not to see that, to see that emotion at them mm-hmm. kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. they understood. Like, no, nah, them folks have been mistreated. And then, yep. you know, no, nah, that ain't fair. They, yeah, they should have told that shit up. They should have. Like, to see that, that emotion yeah. on them kids. Like, the kids to, to know that black history. Mm-hmm. That's, um... That's one of the biggest things. Because we, that, for me, I remember us discussing that we could have done Malcolm X, Martin mm-hmm. Luther King. And it was like these kids hit that area. That's the only mm-hmm. story you give them. Like we got, but some, because we talking about hip hop, mm-hmm. we gotta let's take a moment that we know necessarily don't. They may not have been exposed to it. Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side, I know one thing that opened me up, my eyes to was the issue with the blacks and the Koreans in LA yeah, at the time. Yeah, and then yeah. we had a student who was part Korean, uh-huh. so he literally goes. It made sense. I've heard my grandma talk about stuff like this, uh-huh. and I never saw and looked and say that's what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. That was the tension or the issues mm-hmm. with blacks and Koreans blacks and at Koreans, the time. Yeah. And they went into the story of the black girl that got killed. Uh, at Latasha the Harlan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So them kids like we ain't never heard her that, name. That before. album, that that like the '92 riots was was one of those things that, like I said, it encompassed so many things. It made it, even as a, a young adult, it made me go back and listen to. Um, Ice Cube's album, Death Certificate. Like mm. it, 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 it's just hip hop has so many facets. So there are so many legendary things that happen in hip hop with so many facets that they that, that they could branch off and teach you so many different things about right. life. You know that uh, where if these kids don't do the research, it, it's it's really up to us to teach them in a way that we're not giving them the medicine because nowadays we know these kids don't do the, these kids don't have like. For us, it was a rite of passage, like giving your mama 
the worst computer virus ever because you downloading stuff on LimeWire. <laughs> LimeWire yeah. like, next But that to that to us that was like the research. Like I'm gonna mm-hmm. go back and listen to old Jay Z. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go back and download this album and listen to what they saying on this mm-hmm. album. Yada yada yada. That was that was our history of that time. A lot of these kids don't have those. Um, a lot of these artists, a lot of these newer artists in today, aside from. I would say I wouldn't even say Drake because I, I I don't I don't think Drake um, polarizes history in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like Drake makes history, but it's a different. It, it, Drake makes more of a poppy history. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, I, I would say like a Cole and a Kendrick. They make history in the sense of when when when. I mean, I and I, I, I put I throw Drake in this category. When you hear those albums, you'd be like, man, I remember I was so and so and so and so. I remember mm-hmm. you remember um, to pimp a butterfly and how. Artsy to Pimple Butterfly was and how it made mm-hmm. people look at certain different things that was on there mm-hmm. on that different album or look at certain things that was on Damn um, that was on Kendrick album or look at certain things that was on Cole album or a Crit album mm-hmm. and you say okay nah this is right you you remember that place you was at it's a lot of artists or even or you look at Jeezy album The Recession it make you it take you to a certain spot in life where you were you remember Obama just getting yeah, voted so in you and you again, remember The like, Recession I knew exactly what yeah. I was doing around yeah. that time Black. And, and, but going into <laughs> what you were saying I definitely think and I hate to say ours versus theirs, but mm-hmm. our music just related to the times in some kind of way and mm-hmm. what was going on. Mm-hmm. Versus now, it's like, well, I'm gonna just put all a song based off how I'm feeling this at this moment. moment. And yeah, all this kind of, but it won't transition to that. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what that's what I'm trying to say. It's, it's not gonna transition into anything, mm-hmm. and at least, and that's how I feel like that. But then I feel like I'm the old man talking when I say stuff no, like that. Right, I know mm-hmm. you're right. It does feel like you're the elder because you y'all don't have. But right. I think that. That was the beauty and what we were able to do in the mentoring program is to bridge that gap mm-hmm. and to get them to fall in love with the same thing we fell in love yeah. with. But not, like you said, we didn't push it down your throat. I, leaving um, class on Saturday when the students, like as they were finishing their assignment, they said, can you play the song one more time? Uh-huh. See, that's what I want. I yeah. want you, you actually want to hear it again. Yeah. You, you telling me, can you? Can I send you the link? Uh-huh. And that that is the whole point to me of when we look at a using hip-hop as a tool, the mm-hmm. actual music not just oh hip-hop and that's how you, you i i love oh what's her name on twitter marie marie from new jersey marie from new jersey mm-hmm. that thing will tell you in a heartbeat do not get in and she's a white female teacher mm-hmm. but she quick to say don't jump into a kid face trying to fake a rap or a handshake and you think that's how you're gonna connect with them mm-hmm. they know that's not they true. know that's not true. right yeah. but when i can you. talk students know if i'm talking about outcast that is a genuine love and passion that i have because i'm because i'm gonna go on this i'm gonna go on this five minute tangent mm-hmm. about how yep. i'm about to tell you about why hove is the greatest rapper and why hove <laughs> is better than any little right. rapper you could think is <laughs> of better. I'm about to tell you why. You know what I'm saying? Not to shove it down your throat. But then I'm going to tell you, I'm going to just start playing songs for you mm-hmm. to be like, nah, listen to this. Oh, you think that's hard? Listen to this. Listen <laughs> yes. to this. Listen yes. to this. You hear that? Like, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a convince you. And we were you. actually having debates in the class. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. And they had them kids lined up. One yeah. on whoever agreed, you're on this side, and then you're on this side, and go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know we can talk about hip hop all night, <laughs> but it is it is time to wrap the show up. But okay. of, of course, we can have you back on. Most definitely, because you know I like to talk about hip hop. Like yeah. I, need, I, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this in there. I know I said we almost done, but um, this is just like something to talk about one day. Is Jeezy? Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. in terms of Jeezy had a huge influence on the school system. Absolutely. Because of the T-shirts? I remember yeah. my mom being a principal when them shirts uh-huh. got banned. And it was like, why? Uh-huh. Why are you? But see, see, that connects to that education culture and those things for us where it's see, like. I, and I, lived, when I lived in inner city. I lived in inner city. I lived in the A. They weren't banning them shirts in the A. They wasn't in Augusta. There was no and see, no and man. See, just you you talking about the A. Mm-hmm. Um, there may have been a different understanding. Yeah, yeah. Up there, but yeah. then down here in, in Augusta, nah, it's like, I feel you. no, those t-shirts mean this, and <laughs> yeah. we don't want any of our students representing that. Yeah. And blah, blah blah blah. But up there, nah. like, and the, no, they weren't they weren't more in tune they weren't finna stop like the uh, the CTE and the Big Meech yeah, campaign. Yeah, 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 they yeah, weren't yeah, they yeah. weren't finna do that. Wear band aids over your eyes, right? Yeah, right. we was doing that because of Nelly. Nelly did it in the video. We don't know. Like well, I think it represents a gang, and they cannot. Do I, that I remember the. Um, I remember in elementary school, it was the. Um, for me, the the biggest thing, like the biggest hip hop trend that we couldn't do, was the uh, pants leg rolled up. Like, why LL. I had a feeling you was about to say that? that. Was, yeah, 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 they used to. Say, they used to try to be my go to, and the teachers, I roll your pants leg down. It's like, come on, I'm trying to be LL, like. <laughs> Can you relax, lady? Can you relax, please? Let me try to get my get my grown and sexy on, man. Dang, I just watched Deep Blue Sea last night. Oh boy! I'm trying to I'm trying to walk with my pants leg up. Let me do this. It wasn't it wasn't happening. Oh, it wasn't happening. That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, y'all, just look. Breathe with us. Be ready for wig. Glad to come back and visit with us next yes. time. Thank you for having me. Yes, Absolutely. we appreciate thank you. you. Thank we you, appreciate thank you. you. You keep uh, kept us in sync with the hip hop talk that we had with Reverend Goodman, which okay. was great. Um, we look forward to having him back on too. So you guys, make sure you subscribe to After School Talk. Um, check us out at therighteffect.com. That's R I T E E. Wait, start over. Uh-huh. I think you confused the listeners. What's yeah. the website? Wait, hold on, wait. Try it again. That's the right effect. That's R I T E E F F E C T. Dot com. Dot com. There we go. And uh, on um, Instagram, too. And, I mean, yeah, and on Instagram. Yeah. And Dr. S. Dukes on Twitter. Absolutely. You got anything else? I think that's it. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>